This episode of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Allstate. Yep, that's right. You're in good hands with Ben Sayer, Sayer Financial Services. Uh, be covered when uh, mayhem strikes. Home and auto coverage with Sayer Financial Services, Allstate, 732-449-4433. Check them out. Get a quote. Get on it. Mayhem happens. Be covered. And who else, Christine? Contifit.com. Com. You heard it right, everybody. Contifit.com. The best in personal training, in coaching, running, in your overall health. You want to feel better. You want to move functional fitness and coming at you. Let's face it together. Trademarked facial fitness and rehabilitation program. Looking better, feeling better. And uh, it's time to make some great changes for you. Contifit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with High Five Health and Fitness. And uh, really, when was the last time you sat down and talked to somebody about your health and where you are right now and where there is areas that can be improved and what needs to be done to feel better? Uh, and that's what we do. So uh, check it out, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. How awesome was David today? Really, like, amazing. I needed that. That was awesome. I, we're, I'm going to say that I think this podcast is so good. And we are super selfish because it makes us feel so good. And y'all are going to listen to this today. And your heart's going to grow again three sizes. Because of this story. All right. So Go. long and short of it, uh, David Calderella, okay, is the David in David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. Uh, David is a stage four cancer survivor. Uh, he got a, a diagnosis of, uh, of, of neck and head cancer. Head cancer, yeah. Yeah. He didn't say brain, it was head, but yeah. yeah. And uh, This is no joke. Ten years ago. So- Ten years ago, as he's you know receiving this diagnosis and going through everything that that diagnosis entails, which he goes surgeries into, and chemo, and he goes into all the details. It's uh, bad on the show here. He uh, has you know the, the wherewithal to uh, start this initiative of his, um, where you know he he was knew that he might not be around for um, for mm -hmm. long, and he wanted to leave a legacy. Uh, of him and to help other people. And, well, I hate to break it to you, but he's here. <laughs> he's on the show with us, right? Little, Still uh, alive, yeah. David. We're Spoiler. so uh, I know. And, uh, he's amazing. And, and in the foundation is in its 10th year, um, and they help people around the state of New Jersey um, when they need funding for whatever it may be, um, partially medical bills, but not really. It's the missed time at work. It's the food and, the, mm -hmm. you know, and then those bills that we always hear, um, piling up, you know, from when people are going through all these things, uh, you need help when you're going through the situation. Right. Like no one's making through that through by themselves, you know, unless they are, uh, you know, of, of means. And this foundation is amazing. Everything about it is amazing. And in 10 years, they've got it going on. $1.1 uh, $1 .1 million they've given they've, they've to given families yeah. across the state of New Jersey. And it, it's just such a powerful story of love and of hope and of inspiration and determination to live and to give. And 
David and I met kind of like a, as a fluke a couple months ago. And when I heard his story, it just, it stopped me in my tracks because he literally is a walking angel who wasn't supposed to be here and used this once again, like the people we talked to, he used this as a gift and it opened his eyes and he started living and he said he's going to tell, tell a story about really trying to find his purpose in life. And he never really knew what it was and he was going to do different things. And, and he said this allowed him to find his purpose. So it's, it's a shame that sometimes it has to take, you know, a disease or something really tragic to find your purpose. But when it comes to this story and these types of stories that we keep hearing of these just they're angels. They're, I mean, they're that, walking. That, that's what it is. Angels. It's, it's the people that make this world a much better place than anything you're going to hear on the news, or you know, or anything that you're going to you know read on your your uh, your Facebook page. And for the most part, and uh, you know what? Here's another thing. There's an opportunity for everybody listening right yes. now in in all of this. Um, you know, one of the things that that has helped David tremendously, and and you know, has helped us all, uh, Christine and I, is uh, is running an events and you know, and 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 things like that uh, that we can do to um, you know for ourselves really. But while we're at it, uh, we can use those miles and those things to raise some money uh, through Team Dream, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is a link on their on their website, and uh, you know, that goes into detail about everything that you can do to help. Uh, you know, so if you do have an event coming up or you're going to run and, you know, maybe you're just going to go buy the bib, the race, the, the morning of the race and sign up that day, um, you can still raise money for that event without it being like an official charity of that event. You can do it, right, for for uh, for David's Dream and Belief uh, Or your birthday. You see all those people totally. say, hey, don't give me a present. Give $5 to this charity. You could do the same thing. David's Dream and Believe dot org. If you click right on there, you can do it. So, so I don't know, but, but I know someone... Uh, at least, like at least one or two people running um, for uh, Team Dream. Do you know one? Uh, I know two. I'll run. You some, name one. I'll, me. Me. All right. Okay. Good. So There's I'm going to run something for it. That's for sure. Whether I think it's going to be Boston, but we'll see. Well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be up there on Boylston Street with my, uh, you know, Dream and Believe Team Dream shirt on this year. So uh, I'm coming for you, Boston. <laughs> we should run it together, and then right when we get onto Boylston Street, we'll race. See who's got it. You would hate See running my got pace. It. You would hate it. <laughs> I don't think I got much more than anything. I, I don't know. We'll see. Brian runs with we'll me see. if I run slow. He's like, he's like, Christine, do you have a fast day? I got a slow day. I'll run with you. Sweet. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Enough. All right. So listen, let's this get on this. This is amazing. a fantastic episode. One of the best we've ever done for sure. It's one of the most uh, captivating guests we've ever had on the show. We didn't show. cry. And, I really uh, thought I was going to lose it. At some I point. think because he was right here. He's so good. It was like he comforted us. He did. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Uh, David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. You're going to love this episode. Let's go.
Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you know where it's at today? Right here in this office. We are back in studio. There's... I feel like we're podcasting all the time. It's kind of fun. This is like, yeah, we were on a tear. Oh right my now. gosh, streaking. That's we're right. We're streaking through the podcast world. <laughs> we're Down by the gymnasium, <laughs> past the quad. All right, so one forty-eight. That's is what we're heading up tonight. All right, um, David, tell us who you are. Hi. <laughs> so I'm David Calderella. And I'm the co-founder of David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. David, um, this is great because no one just falls into our podcast and falls into the studio. So in-studio guest, we're super excited because people are zooming in all over the place. But there's a different energy. There's a different vibe when someone actually comes in um, or we're on location somewhere crazy, right? It It's amazing because... We cross paths through actually Carolyn, who we had as a you know guest to the show, mm-hmm. and it's insane how the world works, how people are brought together somehow and cross paths. And I don't think any anyone cross paths for no reason. I think there's even if you don't think there's a reason, there's a reason. And uh, we were just kind of talking, came in to work out, and I was the one coaching a class, and you know talking. And all of a sudden. Our mutual friend Carolyn is like, oh, by the way, I'm like, okay, that was kind of a big like drop the bomb, like kind of, oh, by the way, this is David and this is what he does. And so tell us, so we're working out and all of a sudden Carolyn says, David does this. What is the, what is this foundation? What is it? What is the this? Yeah. So Carolyn hit hit you with a bomb. So unexpectedly Mm -hmm. um so the the bomb and and not so much a bomb but (laughs) is the foundation that um i created with a group of friends in 2010 when i was diagnosed with stage four head and neck cancer um and immediately it was the day i heard i have cancer that was on a tuesday april 20th wednesday april 21st i was sitting in a chair getting the uh, uh, iodine mm-hmm. to see if it had spread to other parts of my body. And in that moment, the next day after, I started thinking, number one, I know this is serious um, and I'm going to be in for a fight at stage four. Um, but I had already started thinking about creating something to pay it forward. And then when things started to spiral, uh, even worse, mm-hmm. and I went from 190 pounds to 125 pounds. Oh my gosh! Had a feeding tube. I couldn't eat or drink through my mouth for four months. Um, the struggle was real, and I don't have kids of my own, but I have two nieces and a nephew who I love more than anything in this world. And I wanted to create something that they would be proud of their uncle. That's really the genesis of where the foundation came from. And then it was also kind of paying forward forward the kindness that I was receiving. Mm-hmm. Strangers. Strangers from across the state who had heard about my story one way or the other, perhaps a podcast, mm-hmm. right. um, and sent a card. Or their church or their synagogue um, sent me a note um, and had people sign it with well wishes. Schools heard about it. And teachers got their class to write cards. I have a 
leaf-sized garbage bag, still to this day, 10 years later, of cards from people, the majority of which I have no idea who they are. So I wanted to repay that kindness. Thankfully, I have a group of friends who are as passionate as I am about helping other people. And we kind of rallied, you know, while I was sick. And also what it did was it gave me something to focus on other than looking at the clock. Am I going to make it to the next minute, the next hour? Focusing on this, what's the name going to be? Who's going to serve on the board? Who are we going to help? Are we going to help just Ocean County, Monmouth County? And it became this whole thing. We put it together while I was sick. And then 2011, you know, we kind of launched it and said, you know, if we can help one or two families a year, um, it's one or two that would have never received support prior to this. Fast forward to today, this being our 10-year anniversary year in 2020, uh, as of this morning, we've helped 1,700 families with just over $1.5 million in direct <laughs> financial aid. It's amazing. It's amazing. Never, you know, never did you think that it would ever even come close to, to that. I, I, you know, it's amazing to me that you had that vision and wherewithal and, and, and I guess just things to occupy your your time and thoughts, I think that we almost like would fantasize what we would do with our, you know, with a stage four, a, a death sentence, you know, yeah. like what would we do with that time? And like, you know, you dream of uh, what goes the, through your head, the south of France and, you know, white warm beaches and all this thing. And here you are, you know, starting essentially a business or an organization to help other people. Yeah. You know, for me, too, though, I think it was since early on, like maybe even 15 or 16 years old for me was always having this uh, this purpose, this sense of wanting to give back and never be able, never having or never finding a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then this happens and this became it. This became everything. This became the purpose. This became the, I know what I want to do, right? I want to help people. And then it's kind of created a, a life of its own, and so many people have joined in and volunteered, and, you know, the board of directors is all volunteer. Our advisory board members are all volunteer. It's myself, and we just recently, uh, uh, six weeks ago, hired an office manager. It's That's it. Uh, we have a office about the size of where we're doing our podcast today. So it's, it's gigantic. Small. It's huge. <laughs> Chandeliers, you know. It's 5,000 square feet. Right. The, va- the valet, the receptionist, all that. Yes. So I'm on one side mm-hmm. in that corner and then Michelle's over here. I don't know what you're talking about. We have a gem over here. Right. <laughs> look at, look to your, look down. There's a kettlebell gem. You're right. This See, is high right. five health and fitness about. you're talking about here and the two fit crazies in a microphone uh, dungeon. Got beautiful drapes. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. That is true. Drapes are pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. We are, we are lean, mean machine helping other people. That's, that's really it. And thankfully, we, you know, you guys and other people have joined on and said, yeah, let's, let's help and let, let's join together um, because it, is, uh, it has to be a team. Uh, if it's one person or two people, you, you have no shot of, of helping the, the demand that's out there. And unfortunately, we all know uh, the demand is high. Yeah. Um, right. If you, if you go into a room, if I'm speaking, 
to a room of a number of people mm-hmm. and you ask the question, who here has either been affected directly or knows somebody, every hand in the room is going up. Right. We, we just know that today. Um, and this is a way where this foundation uh, helps with mortgage, rent, utilities, medical bills, um, everything that when you're taking care of a spouse or, God forbid, a child, you're falling behind on those bills. You know, you're, you're at the hospital, so you're taking off from work or you're taking a leave of absence from work. This, this foundation has found a way to help those people. Yeah, it's not just the the bills itself. It's the time. It's that you know that great commodity, that that you know that that we always talk about, and you know how we compensate for that when you can't mm-hmm. be there. Right, right. And emotional support too. Oh and then yeah. We, you know, we also found a way to, if the patients can't get to a hospital, where they can receive uh, some of the health and wellness treatment, yoga, acupuncture, fitness, mm-hmm. um, daycare. We've partnered with some local businesses and said, hey, if there's patients in your area, can we send them to you? You send us the bills. The patient never sees the bill and receives all this wonderful health and wellness. So Carolyn at Trident Fitness is one of our service partners. Beautiful. So patients go to Trident Fitness, get back in shape, get back into their regular routine, feel more like a person again. Mm -hmm. And it's good for everybody. So that's amazing. Now, many people will receive a diagnosis, and it's a very powerful thing. Like you said, the twentieth, you receive this, rocks your world, right? Yeah. I mean, this is this isn't like oh, never mind, it's a bee sting. Yeah. This is this is serious. The next day, you said that was when you started thinking. Now. Was there a period of time, I know a lot of people go through this, was there a period of time where you did not realize this was your gift? Yeah, I think, um, you know, early on it was that, um, you know, mindset of we're just going to help a couple people Mm -hmm. and I'm going to still do or try to find my thing, Mm -hmm. uh, purpose, and this will be nice. We'll, you know, hold a pizza fundraiser and help a couple people or hold, uh, you know, a bowling, yeah. uh, you know, tournament or something. And, and that'll be it. And we'll help some people. And the more we dove into this and the more we put some time in, you know, we figured out, wow, we're, we're helping. You know, the first year we helped 20 people. The second year was 50. And then the third and fourth year we're 100 and 100. Last year was 450 people just wow. last year. Wow. Just last year in 2019. So I think early on it was still like, mm, this is great. We created something really organic and beautiful and kindness and, you know, all these wonderful things mm-hmm. that we don't hear a lot about in today's world. And maybe that's just it. And then it took that uptick and it became. Uh, kind of all-encompassing for a few people, not just myself. You know, the co-founders, my dear friends I've known for 40-plus years, um, there's not much that happens with the foundation that I don't discuss with them. They have full-time jobs, families, mm-hmm. um, you know, but they're dedicated to making a difference uh, in this world. Uh, and it's, you, you 
surround yourself with like-minded people who, um, you know, are, are, are dedicated to a cause, whatever cause it may be. And for us, it's this. Um, and like you said, too, I think, you know, when you hear those words, for me, we're sitting here in this, you know, palatial estate. <laughs> and, um, you know, in all seriousness, when the doctor said that, I had my mom and dad in the room with me. And I remember sitting, my mom was right where you are, Christine, mm-hmm. and I just saw her welling up. So it didn't even register for me mm-hmm. until later that afternoon when I went to see my sister and broke down with her. But for that moment, hearing it the first time, it was all my mom and seeing it through her eyes and how devastating it was for her to hear that her son has stage four cancer. Um, so the, the, the emotional is real. Um, the physical, obviously, we know that uh, is, is there the entire way. I, I looked in the mirror at one point before I got the feeding tube, and I just I, I saw a skeleton. Um, you know, I didn't even recognize myself. Um, and then there's the financial end of it. Like, it, it, it is everything. It, it takes over your life. Um, and long after, too. It's not just during treatment and surgeries, mm-hmm. right? Um, so this foundation's there uh, for patients from the minute they're diagnosed all the way through and after. So. so so, tell us, at the time, how old were you when you were diagnosed? 41. 41. And what were you doing at the time? What was your, your so gig? I was, so f- trying to find that purpose, I was about two, two and a half weeks away from joining the Coast Guard in an officer program because with a college degree, you had until 42. I had just run uh, a 10K down in Florida, my best time ever. And I need the number. I need numbers. What was the time? <laughs> <laughs> I forget the okay, time fair enough. <laughs> I'm a running geek. <laughs> it was good for me. Okay, the shoes we're wearing. <laughs> and um, I, I was out to dinner with a friend, came home that night, and had trouble swallowing. And she, that was on a Wednesday. On Thursday, we are going to the beach. The morning, I went to shave and had a lump on the right side of my neck. That wasn't More or less out of nowhere? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. So that weekend, I actually bought a ticket to fly home. I said, you know what? It's around Easter. I'll fly home, see my parents, see my mm-hmm. sister, the kids. And plus, I think I'm going to be joining the Coast Guard. So I'll see them now. Get this checked out, little thing. And I'll fly back to Florida, and then I think I was going somewhere in the country, maybe California, um, to join the Coast Guard. I never made it back to Florida. Um, I got home. I think I had an appointment in three days, um, had a biopsy, and then two days later found out uh, to the point where I had to go right in for my first surgery, and a friend had to fly down to Florida, pack up my apartment, and drive my car home. Um, so I, I never made it back, and, and then uh, the surgery started, radiation, chemo after, um, everything. So, yeah. And, and what was the – I mean, obviously, your, your health is well. Health is well. Okay. Yeah. You look yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you I'm really good. do. And yeah. you're sitting here in front of us, yeah. which is yeah. – I just when, – when we met and you told me that story of, you know, listen, I did this because I'm not supposed to be here. And I'm like, oh, Okay, hold on one moment. Let me gather myself. It, that is such a powerful thing. 
that people have choices and we hear this all the time. It's, you know, is this a death sentence or is this a gift? And we spoke about this in person that this really is your gift and you were able to start really living and seeing life for what it's worth and that giving back and Brian and I say sometimes that, you know, giving sometimes a little bit selfish because it makes you feel kind of good. Yeah. But it's for us. It's Mm -hmm. it's an amazing, powerful thing that there needs to be more of it in the world. And it's a shame that sometimes it takes something that's supposed to be so negative to bring out all of this joy and all of this giving and all of this love is really what it is. We're giving people love and energy. And, you know, for someone like you, I don't think it's a miracle that you're you know, that you're still here. You're meant to be here. And maybe it was that creation of, you know, the, the dream or your own dream that, that has allowed, you know, you've so many people to, to save and to help. And, you know, you're not going anywhere. No. And it's, you know, so. No. So a couple other things too. So the dream and believe. So where did that come from? When I, so when I was sick, 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 um, my parents would walk past, uh, you know, small house, two bedrooms. So I was in the second bedroom uh, on the pull-out couch, and they would walk past the bedroom, and the light would be on, and I'd be on my phone doing no. I couldn't sleep at all mm-hmm. when it was ongoing. And one of the things, uh, we kept a journal on a website called Caring Bridge, and it allowed me to kind of disseminate information, how I was feeling, so I didn't have to respond to every single text, email, phone call, um, you know, message. And at the end of every journal, I would write, dream and believe David. And the reason behind it was I had to have that dream that I was going to beat this. I was going to be okay. But more importantly, I had to believe in it. So I would almost put it out there into the ether mm-hmm. as almost I'm saying it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then I also figured – Everybody else who was reading it, like all these people that kind of were brought into the story, were kind of had me in their thoughts and, you know, sending positive vibes my way. So the dream and believe when we, you know, one of those, you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. brainstorming sessions was, what would a name for this foundation be? It originally started out as Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation, and it was actually taken. So my two friends said, it's your story. Let's throw a David's in front of it <laughs> and let's put it in. And it was approved. So we went with David's Dream and Belief Cancer Foundation. Really cool. <laughs> I mean, the cookies was taken. So this yeah. was, like, this was <laughs> right, the next right. past one. <laughs> And and I love that because you're talking to the two of us and we firmly believe like everything that I've ever received in my life I've I've asked for has been, you know, a result of things. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Conti's pointing to herself. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's my favorite. Making the crazy sign of the hedge. That's my favorite to you. Okay. (laughs) That's what you asked for. Uh, So, you know, and and it is it is, you know, a a thing that you have to believe in in what's happening and and nothing comes without it, Um, you know, and, and putting it out into the ether the universe or whatever it is that we believe in uh it's certainly helpful because i think that you know it just provides us with something to lean on that positivity that we can use to heal ourselves uh or you know get some things out of it or or continue to kind of ignite that spark um you know it's definitely something that that uh that is important and it's you know without it you know what are you Mm -hmm. giving people hope yeah 
You know, you know what? For me, in my case, I'm looking at the clock. Like I said, I'm looking at the clock, wondering, uh, you know, am I am I making it to one fifteen? I mean, that that was reality. That, that was that reality. Was, you know, that wow. was reality. It was, so when, when I wasn't it... on the bathroom floor, yeah. and I was laying on the pull-out couch, it was looking at the clock and wondering, all right, am I going to make it to the next minute? Like that's how intense the pain was. Uh, you know, uh, again, not being able to eat or drink through my mouth for so many months, like it was. Um, hell. I Let mean, me ask you this, hell. because many people have been through this before. Was there a moment, was there ever a moment where you're like, I don't want to, I don't want this anymore? One. Yeah. Yeah. One. And it's a, it's a, it's a powerful story around that one time. It was, uh, I had finished my surgeries, three surgeries. Um, and I was towards the tail end of radiation and chemo. Um, at that point, um, and tell us, tell us about the surgery. So, I mean, cause that's really powerful in and of itself. Yeah. So the, it's not like it's your pinky, you know? No. So the first surgery was the biopsy and they took out my one, uh, I think left side tonsil, uh, right side, excuse me. Second surgery was they took out the left side, peeled back, um, my right side of my neck from my earlobe to my Adam's apple, took out a golf size tumor on that size, um, and then also kind of did a scope of my throat. The third surgery was a robotic surgery that my surgeon up at Jefferson Hospital in Philadelphia, I was his 10th patient to undergo this surgery, uh, where he's at a computer operating a robotic arm, going down my throat and excising the cancer cells down my throat. Those were the surgeries. The fourth one was putting the uh, feeding tube in my stomach. Radiation and chemo followed a month later, but prior to that, I was hospitalized with kidney stones because I wasn't eating or drinking, Mm -hmm. so all of that got messed up. I had bronchitis. So when it came time to actually go for radiation and chemo, normally they give you that month to get you in shape to prepare for radiation and chemo. I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital for a couple weeks. So I went in at a deficit and went downhill. I ended up with second-degree burns on my neck from the radiation. Um, I still, you know, when you see it, still have a a ring around my neck. Um, Chemo, my mouth was a war zone. Um, Again, I was barely being able to do anything. I think I used a... uh, mouthwash they called magic wash uh which was supposed to help like uh you know gargle with it and you'd be able to get down some type of food uh it it was non-existent um so at that time that that was uh the hell that i was going through uh and being literally going from the bathroom floor to my pull-out couch the one morning um where for the first time, I wavered on the dream and believe uh, and didn't want to continue because the pain was, um, it never, it, it was unrelenting, right? So I, I would ask for, can I have a few minutes? I, I would reason to, mm-hmm. to the universe, oh, yeah. to God. I, w- I would just say, can I have a couple minutes? Just give me a couple minutes. Forget a day, forget a couple hours, just a few minutes without the pain. And that morning, I was scheduled for radiation and chemo up at Jefferson. 
and a friend was on their way to take me. One of the co-founders, Carmen Malatino, who I've known for 40 years, showed up in my house. And I go, what are you, he's got work. Like, what are you doing here at 7 a.m.? And he had a CD. And he put out a Google phone number to friends and family and recorded their messages to me. And he showed up that morning and said, I want you to listen to this. And the first message was from my surgeon telling me, whose name is David, by the way, (laughs) um, who told me, you got this. I've been watching you the whole time. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to get through it. And it started from there, and it went to ex-girlfriends, to family, to friends, to people from the Wayback Machine, like Mm -hmm. 20, 30 years, leaving me messages. And he played about 10 of them. I think there were 50 messages on the CD. And he said, play the rest on your way up. He goes, but make sure you get in that car today and go up there. And it was the first time that morning where I was saying, I I just don't want it to end. Mm -hmm. I just want the pain to end. And he said, I understand. I don't don't understand what you're going through, but I understand your feelings, right? Validating those feelings. But what do you think now? And I said, let's get in the car. And we got in the car wow. and I listened to all of the messages on the way up, crying hysterical mm-hmm. as a mess, just blow my nose, you know, <laughs> getting sick on the way up, like the whole thing. But that was the morning. And that then is, I never had that feeling again. I mean, that is, Carmen gets the MVP. He huh? gets the MVP. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the angels, the things that show That's up right. that there's just, just no so explanation special. except for the fact that. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something. And and people around you who are dreaming and believing just the same. That's it. That's it. He, 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 out into the ether. So he put it out there, right? Dream and believe, dream and believe. But then people started seeing some of the message, how hard it was becoming, um, you know, not being able to lift my head up. Mm-hmm. The one image that I have ingrained in my head is the one of me with my head up against the tub in, in uh, the... Uh, second bathroom, uh, me laying on the tile floor because the tile floor was cold and the coldness was a little bit of a, a, a relief. comfort, a it's little like bit an of ice a relief, pack. right? Yeah. And then my mom putting a pillow between my head and the bathtub and putting a blanket on me because I was just getting sick so much. And um, But again, the floor being a little bit of a comfort, that, that, was, that was every day. You know, um, besides getting in the car to drive up to Jefferson for, um, you know, radiation and chemo when I wasn't hospitalized for kidney stones on top of it and bronchitis and and other things where then they would just wheel me down from the eighth floor or ninth floor down to the basement and get your radiation, then back upstairs and then come down to the first floor, get your chemo and back upstairs. So when did it turn? When when was that? You know, so I think the the big thing for me was the um, feeding tube. Mm-hmm. Um, for the longest time, I don't know why it was it was just something in my head where I, I thought I was giving up by getting the feeding tube. So I fought the feeding tube for right. the longest time. Now I'm like, if somebody's like, you think I should get it? I'm like, yes, run to it. <laughs> it's the best. Run into surgery. It's the best because I think there's something in a, in all of us where we're like. Well, we can take it. It's food. Like, I can do it. 
and you don't realize, but you're not eating. Yeah. You're convincing yourself like, no, I can do it, but it's not happening. And then, you know, finally the surgeon said, uh, you know, what do you think is today the day? And it was the day before where I looked in the mirror and I was just like, oh my God, what is, who is that? And that day I said, yeah, we should, we should get the feeding tube. And I started with the, you know, just literally you pop a can and pour it into the tube. And that's how I got my nutrition. And that's where it started to improve. And it was probably two to three weeks after radiation and chemo. So I had finished the surgeries first, had finished with radiation and chemo. So I was actually, for the time being, kind of done with all of the treatments on their end. And I was able to just relax, right? knowing that there's not something else coming right. my right. way. <laughs> and I was able to just relax a little bit, and the uh, nutrition was helping. I also started to sleep a little bit more, I mean, an hour or two, which I was getting none, so right. that was positive. So, um, you know, from from April, I probably started to feel better November, December of 2010. And and even Carmen put together a party uh, in December, uh, kind of a kick, quasi kickoff of the foundation, and also a David kicked cancer's ass because he just heard he's uh, cancer free. And unfortunately, I went down with bronchitis again, um, but was feeling a little bit better just to show up for like forty five minutes and just kind of like wave to everybody and say thank you. Um, and then January, February, March, 2020 is when it really started a uptick. I think the first thing I had was a pancake because it was easy to get down with a little bit of syrup. Uh, and at that time they're telling you whatever you can stomach, anything, get it, anything and everything, get it down. Um, so I think the first thing was a pancake, um, cause I could put syrup on it and it was kind of slide down, um, you know, soups, obviously, creamy soups and things like that. Uh, and then it kind of progressed from there. So so about a year altogether? Yeah. I mean, yeah. more or less, just, yeah. uh, you know, just right around yeah. a year. And and since then, everything has been running smoothly? Any uh, Anything pop up or anything in scans? You still, mm-hmm. obviously, regular uh, checkups and, and everything yeah. to make sure that everything is on the up and up? All good. Awesome. All good. So cool. Yeah. So the, I think it was 20, so 20... 11 kind of took my time 2012 with one of the other co-founders and dear friends tim who lived in kentucky who flew in six different times to take me to appointments to from kentucky um in 2012 we ran the um uh louisville half marathon together and it was the first race i did um kind of post cancer treatment mm-hmm. surgeries everything um and i it's a it's a cool race because i think at mile eight or nine you actually run through churchill, churchill downs. downs yeah <laughs> it's awesome i'm aware of it. it's like the day before the derby right uh, or the week, the week before, week before. Week yeah the before. week before that's right it's awesome a great race and uh you know we had a blast um you know kind of took our time kind of did the you know, waving all the... Uh, totally. All, you know, it's a victory lap, man. You do what you want. <laughs> it was definitely a victory lap. I wasn't going to ask you your time. <laughs> no. 
it was it was just an enjoyable race, like just for him and I to kind of share that. And uh, yeah, it was a good one. And has has uh, has running been a, a big part of your recovery and getting back to normal and the, and the foundation as well? Yeah. So it's interesting. So for a while, um, early on, uh, fitness was, and then the foundation uh, kind of took over. Um, and with it just being me and, and no other employees for the first seven years, um, it, you know, and as it grew, um, you know, I put myself on the back burner, as a lot of us do. Um, and, uh, you know, my health didn't tank or anything, but it certainly wasn't the best. Um, and it wasn't until I uh, heard about this gym uh, where Carolyn's the owner, tried in fitness, and they had somebody who was actually, actually a cancer exercise specialist. And I went in, did private sessions for probably two full months, and then uh, was released into, you know, general population. <laughs> general pop. <laughs> and, and haven't looked back since. Um, and, you know, started, uh, you know, uh, in the fall, I went to Orange Theory down in Florida, um, you know, because Florida is still uh, part of Florida Jupiter, where I was living before I got sick. It's still kind of a happy place for me. It's kind of pre-cancer yeah. and still holds a special place in my heart. And this year I jumped into an Orange Theory for the first time and just fell in love. Drank the Kool-Aid is I, what we call I, it. I, I drank the Kool-Aid <laughs> yep. and hardcore. They had, um, a, they had a Christine Conti bot down there that, that you walk in. Welcome to Orange Theory. They have, drink this. They have a, they have a Christine yes, Conti like at every location. Uh, no, they do not. <laughs> Fair enough. But it was, it was awesome. And ever since, I, I've just been, you know, nonstop keeping up with it. And even if I go down, you know, like a few weeks ago, we were scheduled to do this um, and get sick. Uh, I'm right back, you know, once I'm well enough uh, and jumping back in uh, full force. It, it's just it's a thing that I can keep for myself still. Right. Because the foundation is a lot and, and takes a lot of effort and emotional and everything. The gym running for me is still a place where I can be off on my own. Right, I'm sure we all kind of. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's your, <laughs> no, it's your therapy. We're that's, all we're all in it. There's got to be something. My yeah. board meeting, right? The committee that lives in my head. We all meet up and uh, some sort of church out. meeting. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, it. And you know, absolutely. There's a lot that's uh, saved many lives and uh, and helped a lot of people that exercise and running. And that's, I mean, I would have never known had it not been, you know, this you know mutual kind of friend Carolyn who was like, by the way, David, blah blah blah. And this was after class. After class, yeah. it and it's so powerful that you know you can go and again I think fitness is just so amazing because a it's so just physiologically and mentally and you know all that sciencey stuff that that you know elicits in your body. However, another thing I think is fascinating is that you can go and it evens the playing field. You were in that class. I had no idea your backstory. You. You're, but Alice, you're someone who's fit. You're going after it. This is a positive thing. And I think we all have that, mm. you know, we all have that reason why we're here. And, you know, whatever that may be, it's, 
that consistency is key. You got to keep showing up like what you're doing. And, you know, you made that decision like, I'm going to keep showing up. Like, I know I'm making this, you know, foundation and it's wonderful and giving. And, you know, if something happens to me, but damn it, you're here. Like, you're not going anywhere. And it's that consistency. It's that mentally you're around these positive people. We, you know, you kept saying, um, the dream and believe, I mean, that's an affirmation that you just, that has encompassed you and you, you now live that daily. And, that's, you yeah, know, I maybe that was, that saved your life. I mean, yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe that's a key that we need to, you know, you get sick and you now do that pivot and take that turn of, you know what? It's not what was me. This is the, this is the gift. This is, yeah. I'm alive yeah. and let's celebrate the heck out of this. Yeah. And I think people latch on to that. I mean, I know people latch on to that. So when they call and, you know, sometimes when I answer, and it's like, is this David from the Davids? And I'm like, yeah, there's, it's just me. It's it's David. <laughs> but something also happens, and I hear it from patients who become friends, who almost become family, um, that there's somebody on the line who's been through it, right? It's just not a 1-800 number, mm-hmm. right? It, it's it's me. And they can relate to that. They know, like, our, our journeys might – you might have a different type of cancer, our our experiences might be different, but you heard the words, you have cancer, mm-hmm. right? And they can relate to that, and they can say, hey, he had stage four head and neck cancer. I'm talking to him right now. He's on the other end of the phone. Right. That means something to them, right? That gives them something. Innately, it, it makes them kind of rise up. It does, and say, yeah, I got this. I can do this, right? And that's a, that's a powerful thing. And when somebody's, I think you hit on it too, we don't know the person next to us' story, right? Whether we're opening a door, going into a convenience store or shop, right, or wherever we're going, we don't know, right? And who we have the ability to touch and impact, even if it's just a smile, right, let alone more than that. And when we're at the gym or we're on the road and we're, you know, pounding the pavement, who do we have the ability to impact, right? And it's always present in my head, like, we, we have that, right? And we even started a youth group called Generation Dream. Um, students at elementary schools, middle schools, high schools. We even have a group at Stockton University. And these kids do a couple things. They write cards, so we give them a name, maybe some interests or you know, things that that patient likes. They'll write cards um, for the patients. They'll do fundraisers. But what what are they learning about? Getting outside of the phone and scrolling Mm -hmm. and social media, and they're understanding that even early on, they have the ability to impact people's lives positively. Is that a good thing for all of us? Amazing. (laughs) You're right. And, And they're learning that, like, Wow. And then when a patient actually comes into the classroom and says, I receive cards from you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I can't thank you enough. I want to tell you I sat and cried and I read through every card. This has happened a few different times mm-hmm. where they've been in the classroom thanking the kids who have written the cards to them. Powerful stuff. Amazing. Right? Yes. <laughs> and costs almost nothing to do that. And we're not talking these kids need to you know, go out and wash cars in their bathing suits. We're talking writing a letter with your hands and the stamp. 
and 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 feeling so, emotion that surrounds mm-hmm. all that stuff you know it's something that's not in that phone yeah. you know I- unless it's a you know a sappy youtube video or something like that that they that you know that they can latch onto but like there's that's true emotion of 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 highs and lows and and you know and i can do this to help other people it's just a, it's everything yeah. it's a groundswell and they take it with them yeah you know we we see it because we've been doing the youth groups now for four or five years now i think five years and you know some of the kids that were doing it early on are in college now well they're joining groups at their college that uh a main piece of that is giving back right um, and hopefully then when they graduate, they go back into their communities, wherever it may be, and they have that same passion, right, and serve their community in whatever capacity um, and always hope that they're connected with us in some way that we kind of push them, you know, along the way a little bit. You, you know, it is. It's a behavior that is innate, right? You know, it's it's part of the, that human connection and everything is, is really – but it's also a learned behavior. Without that, you know, it won't it won't grow if, if it's not, you 100%. know, put on their radar or put on their plate, um, you know. Or and, they and, don't see it. Yeah, just to kind of – To it, emulate it. How do you emulate something and – change if you don't if you're not around or, it or do it and, and and understand how it feels right? right that satisfaction that you said that selfish uh, act of giving where you know if we want to if we want to keep what we have we got to give it all away uh you know in order to to really um get everything back that out of it that that um that we can yeah and people come back too and they'll say you know being an advocate for the foundation i know i'm helping people maybe they talk to somebody who's you know in the similar path that they were they're receiving too, like you said. They're they're uh, and every day I, I I I receive. I always tell when I'm speaking, I feel like I'm always receiving more than I'm giving out, mm-hmm. right? Because I I I know these families are being impacted, and boy, it fills my heart, mm-hmm. fills my heart and soul. And I know it's helping them, but boy, it does so much for me too, right? Right. Oh, you're talking and to two people <laughs> who we're podcast. The things that the people we've been able to meet and either help or market or get words out is we've like we've talked about this a lot. Like you know, I, I think I said it the other day. I'm like, I think my heart just grew three three sizes. <laughs> right. You know, you talk to people and it's, it's their like stories oozing love change <laughs> change us. I mean, mm. we're definitely you know we've learned a lot in the last couple of years podcasting. And the people that we've seriously the, no, the, the show has put us in, meet, it, it has put us in touch and, and in contact with people that have changed our lives. It's like you, yeah. Thank you, and Thank you. we hope that we can oh. help you grow this platform as you know, grow everything that you're doing to help people as well. And with that said, by the way, so this is another. This is this is really interesting. So, you know, so we're I meet David, and you know, oh by the way, he's you know David dream believe blah, blah, blah. okay and then he's like oh by the way you know we talked for like what two seconds and all of a sudden um you know we talked about running or this or that and and david what did you say you're doing for the first time this year because we need to talk about this too <laughs> so for our 10th year anniversary um we, we just wanted to figure out a way that we could engage more people because unfortunately we all know that more people are being diagnosed every single day and there's times of the year, unfortunately, being a small grassroots nonprofit, that we're just not – we have to close the application process, right? We just can't keep up with the funding. 
So this year we just thought it's part of the 10-year. Let's do something different other than an event, uh, which, you know, events can be costly and and expensive, um, but a way that an individual across the state, outside of the state, can contribute um, to the foundation. And we launched this campaign called Team Dream. And the idea behind Team Dream was uh, very simply, um, you know, the, the, our group, our small group that created the foundation have done a number of races over the years, um, you know, former lifeguards. Uh, and, and it means something to us in being healthy and being fit. And we just tied it to we, we think there's a way to engage the population, right, the community, and say, hey, if you're doing a one-mile walk or the Boston Marathon <laughs> or anywhere in between, you have the ability to help people. And not only that, we're going to tell you, you're, whatever you raise as an individual or as a team, 100% of what you know, the proceeds from that are going to go directly to patients. Zero to overhead. 100%. So, uh, you know, that's Christine and I started on that conversation <laughs> that, that night. David's like, I think she, there's a gonna, lot of miles in her. We're going to help. <laughs> she's a, she's a, <laughs> he's like, we're going to try and like find people that are running races. And I'm looking at him like, so uh, have like one that's pretty powerful that might, you know what though? But this is the thing with what you're saying. And the first time, I think the first time I ran Boston, I, you know, I told people it was, it's a pretty big deal. I mean, that race is the race. If oh, you're yeah. a runner, you have to run Boston. That's there's what everyone on, there's says. only one marathon. Right. Yeah. You've got to qualify. It's a really big deal. And once you qualify, it's like you got your street cred as a runner. <laughs> the other part of that, that I didn't know as a good, you know, quasi runner, <laughs> wandered into the running world. Like, I think you're lost, but I'm like, no, I'm here. <laughs> um, is that I didn't realize that first year that I ran. I want to say that there were hundreds and hundreds of people that followed me, that got excited, that were hopeful, that were pumped because they knew someone running the Boston Marathon and they got excited and their bings, they could track me and they were at work and, and my phone's going, you know, and how many people reached out and were like, we're so excited. This is so cool. And I remember thinking, like, I was kind of nervous, like, like it was pressure. And I thought to myself, actually, this is cool. Like, this is not just about me. Other people are getting excited and it, maybe getting getting inspired to run or to move because I'm running this race. Living vicariously through your day but, out on the streets. But that's the thing. It was it was just a cool, like, when I do Iron Man and you do your whole day. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's just – it's a kind of like an inspiring thing that I never realized, that ripple effect. And I think this is a great way for people now. I know, you know, with doing this on behalf of your foundation and organization and you know, everyone that's here, it's going to be cool because on April 20th, that's when it is this year, um, it's going to be awesome to be able to raise money for – David's dream yeah. and believe as 
I'm dying on the I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but it's it's cool because all of all of everyone that's you know that's related in in your um in your groups are just they have something to watch and right. something to look forward to. And even if it's you know a dollar or five dollars or whatever you're donating, it, it's almost like you have you have you're a part of that. You're you're running with me or with Brian. Like you're with us. Yeah. Um. And it, I you, think that's powerful. It. It's the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, and that's why I, I said, whether it's the one-mile walk or 5K up to the Boston Marathon right. and anything in between, it's the ripple effect. It's somebody having the ability to know, I can go for a walk. Right? There's a school that signed up right after you. You were the first. Mm-hmm. A local daycare, the learning experience in Manahawk, and signed up because they're going to do a nature walk with their kids. Oh, that's great! And and so then how does it how does it work? So they walk and then yeah. So there's so we have a whole page on our website dedicated to if you click on Team Dream at the top, it'll take you to the Team Dream page, and then under athletes you'll see Christine, you'll see the learning experience, you'll see me now. You'll see because, me. You'll see me very soon. Because I signed up, I'm going to be doing the LBI 18 mile run in October. Yes, we should do that. I think so. I think we have to now. <laughs> I'm just throwing it yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will talk about that. Um, but and again, there, there's somebody who's doing their first full triathlon in Maryland in September. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> I'll pray for them. Chris, Christine did that one I this past September. That. May the jellyfish swim far away. In Maryland? Or yes. no? Yeah. Oh, you did that one? Yeah. Oh. The, the Iron Man Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Good for him. <laughs> you can lean on Christine for all the information. Tell him to give it hell. <laughs> I had tentacles coming out of my nose. I don't want to talk about it. We were not. We we do not talk about this. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. It's not funny anyway, David. <laughs> so so everybody has their own personal page that they can share, and that's the whole idea behind it. Is that Christine can share with her contacts who most likely aren't familiar with who we are and what we do and what impact we have on patients and families going through a cancer diagnosis. Brian, the same thing, like those different networks. And then you talk about, uh, you know, the one co-founder, Tim. Tim lives in California. Now he's uh, moved from Kentucky to California. Tim can choose, you know, the beat, uh, the mountains to beaches race in San Diego or wherever that is. Ventura, I think. Also on my list. Um, and, uh, and he can do that race. And share it with his contacts mm-hmm. and his people and his, his family and friends. And it's that, you know, the old commercial and so on and so on and so on. And then, you know, we get to a point where, um, you know, we're all telling our own networks 100% of whether it's a dollar a mile or a flat donation of $10 or $100. That's going right to people. Right. Right, right to families because this organization is going to take everything raised through team dream and all of us doing these races and if if somebody wants to do a birthday fundraiser they can do it on team dream right and just raise money it's my birthday Mm -hmm. here's my page they're sharing our page people are getting on our website and understanding what we're about um so it doesn't even need to be uh athletic so to say um you know again the kids doing a nature walk yeah um you know through the daycare 
Um, That's so neat. Yeah. 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 I'd like to add, too, that I know a lot of a lot of people. I used to run Boston on behalf of the Alzheimer's Association. And I mean, it's a great, it's a great cause. And I, I urge everyone, even though I didn't run with their, you know, I didn't get my bib through them. I qualified on my own. A lot of people do that. And I would, I would actually send this message to our listeners right now that if you are running a race, you don't have to run with a charity to run for a charity. And that's kind of important. A lot of people don't realize this, that, you know, you could say, listen, I'm running, I'm running the New Jersey marathon in what is it, April, then April? And listen, I would love to, you know, raise some funding for this local, if I'm from New Jersey, why not do something that is local sometimes too? Absolutely. It goes right yeah. back to the people in your community, your area, your state. And, and, and that's what's really cool about this mm-hmm. unique is that most of those charities, you know, for, for better or worse, are tied to the event. Right. You know, they have to, you have to go through it. Everything is tied to the event. You have to raise the money through their website. And then if you don't, then the event will charge you, you know, your own personal thing. So this is just a way to do it in addition to whatever the regular sign up for the race. And, you know, hey, I'm going to be here this weekend and I'm going to do this and I'm going to try real hard and, uh, you know, see what you got. Um, You know, how many people will buy a round of drinks, you know, at the bar? This is different. You know, this is this is we're asking for the same you know bit of of money, but uh, you know, just for for a cause. It's Cigarettes help a are like thirteen dollars, everyone. There's no reason that you can't you know throw in like a ten bucks here. Right. Okay, yeah. so yeah, and that's it too. And and you know, people, you know, will always say, "I'm sorry, it's only ten dollars. I'm sorry, it's only a hundred dollars." No. Never ever have we said, "Yeah, you should be sorry." <laughs> I, never ever. Because David that, said you should be sorry. <laughs> because that one point think of the think of the one point five million dollars. We didn't just get a check for one point five million dollars. Right. Do you know how many thousands upon thousands of individuals and businesses that sponsor and donate over the past of past nine years, this our tenth year? Thousands. Thousands and every you know, you think of the kids. Just in January the middle school in Manahawkin, Southern Regional Middle School, did a Penny Wars fundraiser, right? Okay. That's when my kids go through all my stuff. Mm-hmm. Penny Wars. <laughs> 3,300 and, you know, change. 3,300 Penny Wars. Yeah. Crazy. And it was one group at the middle school. Right. Came up with that. Mm-hmm. Penny Wars. Right. So when people say it's only $10 or... Look, pennies yes. add up yeah. at the end of the day. That's right. So if you're doing a hundred of them makes a dollar. If you're doing a full marathon, if you're doing a half marathon, if you're doing a five K, if somebody can donate a dollar a mile, if somebody can donate ten dollars flat, it all adds up. Um, if businesses want to sponsor some of our athletes, mm-hmm. awesome. 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 Did you hear that, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go down the hall after this. <laughs> and there's some cool shirts involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really with neat the, shirts. With a cool logo. I got some em. swag today. You'll see them up on the uh, – <laughs> actually, they'll be on social media later after after we take our pictures. I, I really want to ask you. So so the – you know, you said that the charity in, in, you know, in, in the first few years it was five or ten, and then it went ten to ten, and now it's, you know, hundreds uh, per year. H- how did it take off? What was the moment? Was there a tipping point uh, or of some sort where it just kind of, you know, was like, wow, we really got this thing going? Yeah, I, th- I think it was. So the first four years I was still working, odd jobs, running this. 
then the fifth year is when I went, uh, f- came full time. And I think that was the jump because that was the, you know, the first four years total, we helped about 250 over those first four years. That fifth year was over a hundred just that one year. Um, I think it was close to 200 and that's when you just saw it. And then just, if you just look at our previous pet, you know, two years, 2018 and 2019, substantial difference just in those past two years, 2018, we helped about 250 families with about a quarter of a million dollars. And then last year with, uh, you know, about 450 families with, you know, just under, you know, about 450,000. That's a that's a huge jump just from one year to the next. So the 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 you know the path that we're on, but the problem with that uh, you know not problem but the you know one of the obstacles that that you know you see is the more awareness, the higher the demand, mm-hmm. right? So the more we put ourselves out there, the more demand there is because there's that many more patients being diagnosed every single day. So, you know, h- how the patients come into us, too, is a lot of times through the hospitals, through the social workers, through the navigators, obviously word of mouth. But, you know, there's a – I have an email list of just social workers and navigators. It's probably over 100 now, and there are hospitals from Bergen County, Hackensack University Medical Center down to Cape May Regional um, and everywhere in between. Um, with social workers that are emailing and calling and texting me and saying, our grant application's open, can you take grants? Because they have patients that need help. Um, and, it, and it's, you know, for me, that's part of the struggle. And, you know, f- doing running and fitness to keep my balance, because that's a struggle for me. I, I, when, when we can't answer a request immediately, that's hard. Uh, it's it's hard knowing that there's somebody out there, and at this point, we just don't have the funding to help. Uh, that that's tough to take sometimes. It's, it's a it's, it's a large mountain that you're you know rolling this rock up, uh, and helping everybody. I I would probably say is not you know logic or reason. Um, you know you have to really. Do what you can, though, with what right. you can, and that's all you're doing. Right. And celebrate your victory. Celebrate the right. heck out of right. every person you can help. But right. your heart is just so big, David, that You just want to help everyone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we need help. That's why we need more Team Dream members. And that's great. At, at, what is what is the foundation's um, largest you know contributor, or, or not not by name, but the, you know how do you get yeah, no, the, no. most of your funds? Is it is it private um, you know people business? Is it corporations? Yeah, great question. I, I think um, you know events are, are the large part of of how we receive donations. But what we you know I think the the biggest you know scale that we've seen over the past couple of years is planned giving. And just to give one one example, and they've been doing it, this will be their fifth year, Equity Prime Mortgage in Manahawkin donates $25 for every closed loan out of their office, right? So initially we're thinking, okay, I mean, a couple hundred dollars, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Going into our fifth year now with them in this partnership, they're over $100,000. It's amazing. Right? And, and, what are the, and think about it. What are they doing? They're doing their business. 
They're operating their business, but it's important to them as part of that business plan to give back. So they've made it a model where every loan officer, however many loans they close, $25 goes back to this foundation. You know what? I was in the business for a while. Christine's husband is in that business. And and I know what a large, you know, a decent-sized mortgage house at least is going to turn. And I, I'm not surprised that it's that much, the money that you're seeing from them. And, and wow. Yeah. You know, so, so that's great, the model. Great, great relationship to have. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it's scary. I mean, if you look at, the, you know, there's a local pizza restaurant, um, Few Sorrows. And the 14th of every month, they do a dollar per pizza. And another dollar, so two dollars, uh, another dollar goes to a scholarship fund for the local high school. Uh, so kids that are in our youth group, Generation Dream, they're funding the scholarship. In uh, Valentine's Day, they did a double, double the uh, donation, two dollars for every heart-shaped pizza. Mm-hmm. They sold 400 pizzas plus. That's amazing. I mean, that uh, over the course of a year, that, you know, again, a dollar, that can't be anything. I, I beg to differ. Right. It adds up. It all adds up. So the more we have some of that planned giving, it kind of takes us out of the, you know, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, events are always going to be, you know, some are going to be a little bit better. Others, you know, not so much or weather or, you know, whatever may happen. Um Plan giving, where people are, as part of their business plan, set aside a flat amount, 100 a month or 200 a month, or part of their plan, you know, a dollar pizza or $25 per closed loan, that is sustainable for the long term of the foundation. And the more we can sign people up in that vein is really going to help our, our, you know, the patients and families. And it's just a amazing thing for the business as well who i mean honestly who who do you want to go to you know when you when you hear that even as a business that you do these types of things for the community it it makes you feel like i want to visit this place of business because these are good people good people know good people and again that whole circle you're you're doing amazing things for people david and we- we're very blessed to have you here and have you kind of laser focused on this amazing amazing foundation oh my gosh and team dream I, this is it's Thank you. it's so positive for so many people and i know that you know you're not only changing lives but we talk about you're saving lives with this and giving people hope and inspiration and we are very blessed to be a part of this with you i'm wearing my um i'm wearing my dream and believe David's Dream and Believe sweatshirt right now, which you're all going to be jealous of. and um, Rocking it. And we are going to actually be doing some things with um, Trident Fitness that we'll we'll talk about and, uh, and promote and get all the information out to everyone about how to be a part of this. And also, you know, are you running a race? Do you want to, you know, set up a, you know, a fundraiser? And, you know, do you want to do plan giving, which is so great because you're not, you know, you're not out there with your hand out, like, give me money. It's here we're doing this together or if you want to do a fundraiser and do an event i know brian and i like to we always say we hate to just ask people it's what what can we do can we you know can we provide our expertise and 
give back. Mm-hmm. We, we like to put our ass on the line for, uh, for any true. money that we get, you know? <laughs> Christine's great idea of run 40 miles for her 40th birthday. <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, we raised $1,500 for our scholarship <laughs> that day. It was a good day. And, was, we got, and we got to run 40. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little cray cray. <laughs> well, have, have you met her? <laughs> it was a good it's, idea up until is, mile 33, and then it was a really bad idea. <laughs> we are two fit crazies. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's fine. Uh-huh. You, you go big or go home. You've got to make an impact. And you know what? Sometimes in order to, uh, in order to you know, stand out, you've got to step up. Yeah. Push all in. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Tell everyone right now where they can go, the website name, yeah. the social media tags, because we're going to put this up on our information as well. Yeah. So you can go to uh, davidstreamandbelieve.org, and for specifically uh, Team Dream on our main page, just click the Team Dream page and all the information on how to sign up, how to become a fundraiser. Again, you, if you want to do a race – Fantastic. If you want to hold a birthday fundraiser or anniversary fundraiser or hold a bowling party, uh, you can do it all on there and then share it with your friends and family on that page. So just go to the Team Dream page. Um, all my information's on there as well, as well as, you know, all the directors are listed, advisory board members. You'll see the sponsors that we were just talking about that participate in Mission of Hope Giving uh, with the planned giving. Uh, so, you know, just take a cruise through the website and, and you know, reach out if you have any questions. Any uh, any big events coming up? What are your annual events or anything like that that you guys uh, organize? Yeah, so one of our biggest ones is in th- two and a half weeks at uh, Camden uh, Adventure Aquarium, and it's our Hope Under the Sea Gala, uh, sponsored by uh, Scott Harvey uh, Auto Group. Um, and it's just – it takes place in the ballroom – which uh, part of the walls of the ballroom are the shark tank. <laughs> so you are, your table is literally right in front of sharks and turtles and stingrays, and it's just a... That's cool. Such a cool venue for an event, um, and that kind of kicks off this whole 10th year celebration. So that's Saturday, March 14th. Amazing. Awesome. Uh, what about Instagram or Facebook? Anything? Yeah. So all our, if you go to our website, davidstreamandbelieve.org, all of our uh, social media um, icons are on there. Just click on them. It'll take you right to our uh, you know, pages. Awesome. Yeah. This well, is fantastic. It's been quite the uh, pleasure. By the way, I'm totally going to plug myself. And, um, yeah, if you see my picture on there, and we'll get Brian involved as well. Um, I will be at the Boston Marathon, and we have to work on the, the outfit. Mm-hmm. We're working on that. We're working on the, the attire. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually will be at Boston. Brian, you going to be at Boston? I'm going to be at Boston. He's been like, no, 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 about an injury, but he's fine. Um, you made me fine. run 40 miles. You're fine. Brian, I hurt Brian during <laughs> the 40 really. miles is what he said. Just and I feel just been a terrible. little slow on the get up since then. That's all. I feel very guilty. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Brian's like, I'm really hurt. I'm like, what from? He's like, the 40 miles. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Hello. sorry. Hello. I'm really sorry. Just the 40? <laughs> oh. No. No, there was more. But that, uh, and that's another And I was giving show. him a hard time about, like, I want to run 100. And he's like, I'm kind of hurt from the 40. And I'm like, you're going to be fine. I like, so. Yeah, I like marathons. I like, they're, they're long like, enough. No, I like, I, I like my legs. <laughs> I like my feet. I like 5Ks. I, I like long. You just, I'll just keep going. 
like running away from life. Um, I told you from the start, whatever you want, I'm in. Like whatever you got, I'm I'm in. He's the best. Just tell me anything. He's such a good friend. (laughs) Such a good friend. Because I call him up and I'm like, Brian? He's like, oh, geez, what? Jesus. Brian, I need you to book a flight to... but it's that's what it's about. That's what life's about. We're trying to spread positive things just like yeah. what you're doing and yeah. this is our platform. So if we can reach people around the world with this, then you know, let's, let's reach some more people with what you're trying to do because it is that important. And you know what? Maybe maybe someone maybe this will inspire someone else in some other state to to start what you're doing. And and maybe that'll have a direct effect and save lives somewhere else and that in and of itself is just a beautiful thing. So Agreed. So get on the website and you could even, uh, David, a while ago, like my, my website or my, um, what is it called? Went up on the donation site, page. went up, right? Yeah, your my page, page goes yep. up and even, so I saw it get up, go up there and I was like, oh, I got to test this out. So I donated money to it. And David's like, you know, your page is up. I'm like, yeah, I had to test it out. I had to <laughs> donate money to it, you know? So I'm like, it works. So thanks. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be coming out. I know I wanted to wait till, uh, Boston got a little closer before yeah. I pumped that because, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We got to get through St. Patrick's day and, um, but I'm really excited to, uh, to get that going. And of course. Brian's going to be there as well. And we'll, you know, honestly, this is a great cause and get on it, everybody. Feeling good makes us feel good. That's, That's right. What you say. That's right. David, thank you very much. It's been a, it's been a real pleasure. This has been a fantastic day and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to share this with everybody and, and, uh, and help you grow this thing a little bit more. Awesome. Thanks so much for having I me. I can't had, wait to have you for, for the next 10 year anniversary. That's 20 right. years, Deal. 20 years. Deal. Let's do it. Love All it. right. With that said, everyone, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.